Hey folks, this is Abel James, and thanks so much for joining us on Fat Burning Man, where we help you look, feel, and perform at your best. This episode of the show is special and a little bit different. I've been getting a lot of questions from you folks recently, and in celebration <laughs> of us getting actual real internet again up here in the mountains of Colorado, uh, we're celebrating by doing some live streams. So in between my podcast interviews or, or interviews on the Fat Burning Man show or when I go on other shows, so I have these days, sometimes, you know, there are cancellations. And so um, the past couple times that that's happened, I've been doing a live stream on Facebook, but I also could do it on YouTube or other live stream, live stream sessions. But mostly, I like interacting with you folks in real time. So I decided to, uh, you know, just boot up the live streaming software, try to figure out where the buttons were, and uh, see who hopped on there and what, what questions they had to ask from our community. So what I'm doing here today is um, basically sharing this surprise live stream Q&A session where people asked whatever they wanted to related to health, music, and even virtual reality. I'm your Huckleberry. And since we finally have this internet again uh, up here in the mountains, hopefully I'll be streaming quite a few more of these live Q&A sessions in the months ahead for the Fat Burning Tribe, our group coaching community, as well as the extended community and, and all of you listeners as well. I'll also be able to uh, live stream some music performances uh, so be sure to check those out in the months ahead. You can follow me on social media under Abel James or Fat Burning Man. And you can find all of the health-related content that we have at fatburningman.com and all of the music, the virtual adventure tours, and much, much more at abeljames.com. That's A-B-E-L james.com. So a little bit about this Q&A uh, video live stream. We've already had thousands of views and, and 80 plus comments on the live stream video. So I think this will hopefully be a well accepted new way of interacting with you folks and creating content uh, that, that really helps you out because I'm able to literally answer your questions in real time. So it's it's a fun way for me to do it. I'm a, I've been an improv performer for years, so I'm kind of used to being on the spot and I, I like it. Um, so hopefully you enjoy this. Let me know what you think. Uh, in this Q&A live stream, I in particular talk about things like how to get quality sleep each night, getting your energy back if you're feeling exhausted or stressed out, if it's okay to drink beer when you're following the wild diet, how to set up good eating habits and avoid raiding the fridge at the end of a long day if you're stressed out, etc. How technology may be more of a threat to our health than eating poorly is, uh, and, and tons more. One thing that I think might be very useful that's not necessarily directly related to health, but definitely is related to productivity, is what I share about my tiny little notebook <laughs> and uh, you know, building productivity into the day a lot of times is about simplifying. It's not about adding a new shiny thing. It's about uh, simplifying your habits down into, one way that I do it is I, I simplify my to-do list into this tiny little piece of paper that's basically the same every day, uh, the size of the paper, and I can't fit too much on it. And you get that tactile release of scratching everything out. So I talk a bit about that, and it's it's something that has helped me since I was an overachieving <laughs> preteen and uh, continues to really pay big dividends um, in productivity and in art to this day. So I hope you enjoy that. All right, you ready? Let's head in and see what questions you folks have. All right, Ron says, discuss some best practices for sleep strategy, trying to get back on track. Glenn, you're joining us from Sweden. Very cool. You say you need help. Could you be more specific? <laughs> All right, so Ron, let's talk about sleep. Uh, actually, if you could comment, let me know what your sleep is like right now how are you trying to get back on track what's the problem it's it's different if you're trying to work the night shift and and sleep all day versus you know just having a little bit of trouble staying asleep for example but one thing that really helps me is uh yes i'm drinking caffeine right now i like to give myself uh <laughs> lots of uh i guess freedom to do that on interview days especially if i'm in front in front of the camera but what i don't do is drink caffeine after three o'clock um I usually taper off around 12, 
noonish. And for some people, they can be hypersensitive to caffeine. For me, I'm not quite as sensitive, but I am not, or at least historically, I haven't been an excellent sleeper. The past few years have gotten a lot better. Um, there are a number of things, number of things that you can try. Um, so caffeine is one, but like just make sure that you're staying away from stimulants, certain pharmaceutical drugs, even, you know, certain um, nasal decongestants can keep people up. So make sure that you're not taking in anything to your body, especially later in the day that might keep you hyped up. Drinking alcohol might seem like it puts you to sleep. It certainly feels like that for me, but there's a big difference between one to two drinks, uh, you know, with dinner, having a glass of wine or two and going out and drinking and passing out. Because when you when you drink too much, especially over one or two drinks, it's going to uh, really harm your sleep, especially uh, staying asleep. It's not it's not one of those things that's going to help you. You can also try taking a little bit of melatonin at like 5 p.m. Uh, <laughs> but I would say, especially as we're as the, as the seasons are starting to change, um, one thing that really helps me is waking up before sunrise in the morning. That sounds really early to a lot of people, but I actually much, I, I enjoy waking up early in the morning much more with some exceptions uh, than staying up late at night because generally speaking, I'm not getting that much done uh, and I'm not in, in the best state. I'm kind of tired at the end of the day. Whereas if you make, if you wake up in the morning, it really opens up this, this nice little bubble in your day to put in some real quality uninterrupted work. So I'll do a lot of writing in the morning, um, but that doesn't totally wake me up. The thing that really wakes me up is uh, actually right over here. We live up in the mountains of Colorado now, up at like 8,000 feet, and the sun comes in the morning right over there. And so I climb up a little bit on the mountain to where it's sunny, and I let the sun hit my eyes like from the sunrise and hit my body as well. Fortunately, it's quite sunny here. Um, but getting sun really early in the morning helps adjust your body to getting on a, the timeline of the sun. So when it goes down, like just like you're camping, you start to get sleepy. And for me, I don't, you know, I would have been completely embarrassed, um, especially in my 20s or earlier in my life, to admit that I tend to go to sleep um, by like nine o'clock these days, unless I'm staying out or unless I have a show at night, which I try not to do anymore. But but the biggest thing for getting quality sleep is setting up a routine where you're not confusing yourself every few nights or every weekend by staying up really late. Um, and I, I don't want to say that like, you can never party again or never have any fun or never stay up late. It's not like that at all. Um, but the things that really add up over time or what you're doing every day kind of invisibly. So if you're on the habit, or, or if you have the habit of, of uh, being good during the week, going to bed relatively early, and then on the weekend, staying out until midnight or two or something like that for a night or two, then that, coming from a musician who played professionally for many years, over 200 shows a year, often at nighttime, that is just like the worst possible thing that could ever happen for your sleep and for your overall lifestyle. So do your best to... Um, you know, we we all know what makes us comfy and, and sleepy. And a lot of that is conditioning such that, you know, if you go and you brush your teeth and then you hop into bed, your body kind of knows it's time to go to sleep. So try to do that around the same time every day. And, uh, and that could definitely help. Jeremy says, I'm very thankful you have decided to do what you do. I lost 40 pounds. My wife lost almost 60 pounds. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy, and your wife uh, for listening. You know, I consider what uh, what I do, what we do, as basically teaching people how to do uh, nutritional and, and and health self defense. You know, we have been conditioned to accept realities about health um, and fitness that are that are simply untrue. And so, I, I try to reach out to as many people as I can who have something to say about health, who know a lot more than I do about one particular subject to come on my show and, and help uh, teach some of you guys about that. So some of the interviews, let's see, I'm doing today, already did one um, with the CEO of Butcher Box, Mike, really great guy. Another one with Gary Collins this morning, who is a special investigator for military intelligence and the um, 
Food and Drug Administration. So he always has a really interesting perspective on how the whole health system works. But suffice it to say, I'm, I'm very happy to help other people um, with their health this way, because I certainly, uh, you know, was on the wrong end of that suffering, being overweight on prescription drugs and thinking that th this is just the way it was and how it was going to stay when I was in my early 20s. Uh, and I feel so much better now than I did, you know, 10 years ago. So, so I'm very happy about how this is all going and all the people who I've been able to to meet, as well as the community that uh, Allison, my wife and I have been able to build virtually. You know, some of you are joining from Sweden and Germany and, and Australia. I'm doing another interview right after this um, over across the pond in Australia. So really cool. All right, let's let's see what we got for some other questions. Uh, Glenn says, I need to find my way back to getting my energy back. I work a lot and feel exhausted. I don't know where to start. Give a tip or two, please. One thing that, especially in the Western world, we don't do enough of is taking a deep breath and just chilling out for a second. So, um, Glenn, if you haven't experimented with meditation, deep breathing, yoga, tai chi, <laughs> taking a bath, but giving yourself a little bit of me time, whatever that, whatever your thing is, if you're strung out, um, taking a break will help. You know, for me, it's like doing the fat burning man show, being on the TV shows and, and doing all the other things, running businesses, doing all these things really adds up. And so if you don't take a step back, you're going to go insane, no matter what you do with your life. Um, especially these days when technology is is basically designed to string us out. So um, to the extent that you can, I know it sounds a little trite, but take a step back from whatever is stressing you out, if it's your, your job or just your habits, and change things. Take that little vacation, even if it's just for a couple of hours. Uh, for me, I used to race mountain bikes when I was a teenager. I loved it. And every so often, I go like more than a month or so without without um, riding my bike or without going on a run. I might be going on hikes and doing other stuff, but I like forget the things that I really love the most if I don't keep doing them. So find your hobby again, find, find one of them, get into it, and that will actually refresh you. Sometimes expending energy on something recreational will really help you out. Another thing, if you're feeling tired and stressed out, light exercise really, really works wonders. Uh, going for a quick walk without technology, like, uh, making sure you don't have your phone or any technology in the bedroom is extremely important. No TV, no technology whatsoever uh, is allowed to distract you while you're sleeping or trying to go to sleep. Um, there are so many things that you can do. Let's see. Um, Melissa says, I can eat well all day, but come evening, I'm, uh, I assume you mean raiding the fridge constantly. Any ideas? So, Melissa, yeah, this happens to a lot of people. If you're eating well all day and then in the evening you're having trouble, that it, it's probably a combination of physical exhaustion and mental exhaustion. Uh, I've told this on this this story on the podcast before, but I remember years ago when uh, there was Ben and Jerry's in my fridge, and I knew there was. I knew that there was a jar of something so delicious and sweet and just waiting for me after a hard day. Um, and one way to get around that is by, you know, being one step ahead of yourself. If, if you're at home when you're having trouble in the evening by, uh, by raiding the fridge and all of that, then do your best to not keep food around. Or if you live in a place with other people, you have roommates or, or, or a family and they eat differently uh, than you do, then just kind of like make sure you're going into the right place in the fridge to eat from. Uh, be one step ahead of yourself and make sure that you have a healthy snack there. Maybe it's, you know, uh, one thing that, that Allison does that I really love is in the fridge, we have this big old thing of gorp. And if you don't know what gorp is, it's basically like trail mix. But, um, you know, she'll take these different bags, usually just leftover nuts, of, um, and usually they're lightly salted. It'll be like macadamia nuts cashews, pine nuts sometimes, um, and basically whatever other nuts we have 
around combined with a few dried berries. And if you just have a handful of that, it's not really going to set you back, um, especially compared to Ben and Jerry's. And uh, you want to also leave yourself a little room to have treats. So one thing that we do is like, I love eating treats in the evening, but I'm not generally raiding the fridge. And so if you can prepare, let's say, say you make a batch of um, the chocolate cookies that's on our website. If you go to fatburningman.com, a lot of people really love that recipe and we do as well. So it's basically just having like your own homemade coconut macaroon um, that's made according to your taste to your sweetness without any nonsense ingredients that are going to keep you addicted and keep you eating. Um, the last thing you want to do is like eat something that's really sugary and addictive and makes you hungry and hungrier and hungrier at the end of the day, because being good all day is hard, you know, for everybody it's hard. And so by the end of the day, you don't want to just throw it all away um, because you're going to feel like that day was a failure when in fact you were good for most of the day or you, you were following your own goals. And so another, I'll just, before I get to the next question, I'll just say, if you're feeling really hungry and ravenous at the end of the day, you're probably not eating enough during the day. And so a lot of times the way that hunger works, especially if you're craving things that are very sugary, very fatty, fried food, we, we all know when we're craving the wrong stuff, that's usually because you're not filling up enough on the good stuff earlier in the day. Um, one final thing. Sometimes I get the, I get really hungry later on in the evening, just randomly. You know what happens? Stress definitely causes that when you're tired, it causes that, but, uh, make yourself a cup of tea or make yourself a whole pot of tea, non-caffeinated tea in the evening. There are a lot of, you know, the bedtime teas can be nice, but something that tastes good. Some, some of them taste nice and sweet. Like there's one that I like, I think it's Ron Tea Garden, uh, the Gynostemma. They basically like soak it in this syrup that's a little bit sweet, but mostly it's made with herbs and adaptogens and things like that. And uh, when you have that at the end of the day, it's like a really nice, warming, calming, comfort food type thing. And you get a little bit of sweets or you get that, that sweet flavor in your mouth and it can satisfy some of those cravings, uh, late night. So that can be really helpful. Um, Glenn asks, do you recommend any herbs? Yeah, I like certain adaptogens. Like, uh, today, let's see, I took a combo stack of, a few different things, but one I really, I like, uh, rhodiola, uh, it's been good to me over the years. I feel like it gives me a subtle boost. That's not like taking me above normal to like having superpowers and being all upgraded or whatever. It's more just like it spackles in the gaps of, uh, if I'm feeling a little less than energetic, um, sometimes that can really help, um, get things going. All right. Mario says, are you working on a new book? You look great, different, more joyful, great spirit. That's a really nice comment. Thank you for that. Well, Mario, I think one of the things that happened is I am kind of coming back from taking a big, long break with, with Allison from technology and social media for a while. Um, I'm not writing a new book. That might be a reason that I'm looking nice and joyful right now because, uh, you know, behind the scenes, working with publishers, TV shows, and what have you, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. And one of the things that Allison and I have been really happy to do in the past um, few months and years is, is really double down on our own projects, double down on being independent. And we feel like we um, more than ever have control of our own destiny. We can kind of take things in the directions that, that we want to go. I'm also really happy because I've been able to play lots of music. I'm writing a lot more music. And, um, you know, these days writing, writing a book, I having done written a few of them, it takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot of very specific, um, wordsmithing and going back and forth to make sure there are no errors or what have you. And, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, is, is now with the technology that we have, like I can talk to you right now <laughs> I am. You can ask me questions right now. And, and so it's it's almost better to have the books that I've already written and then be able to interact with you folks with the other questions that come out. Because it's it's more like I, I wanted to write the the wild diet such that 
there wouldn't really be much left to write in other books after that. I wanted it to be the basics with some, you know, more advanced stuff in there as well. But it's a it's a relatively big book. It's got enough space for 50 plus recipes and a lot of explanation of how to um, eat, how, how to not eat, how to live, like lifestyle factors, working out, things like that. So I don't want to be publishing a new book every year and coming out with more things, the new shiny objects that you're supposed to be buying or paying attention to so that you can have lifelong health. It doesn't work like that. It's more about finding your own way of navigating this wacky, crazy world of eating right, of getting outside and exercising, keeping your head clear. All those things come from you, not from books or, or anything else like that. That said, I'm sure I'll eat my words and, and write more books later. But what I try not to do is um, retread on the same topics, retread on the same, um, like, I, I don't want to be in the same place 10 years from now saying the same things like eat your vegetables, everybody. <laughs> I'd, I'd much rather evolve with the world because now it's fascinating. It's like, Technology is more of a threat to our health than eating poorly is or pharmaceutical drugs are. I mean, it's it's some of the things that have happened in the world recently uh, make it fresh again. And so I really appreciate you folks listening and, and coming along for the ride because I know I'm kind of all over the place sometimes. But I appreciate you you saying that, Mario. Um, yeah, Melissa says definitely mentally and physically exhausted. So. Be good to yourself. Give yourself that time. You need to give yourself the permission to make that time for yourself. You know, it's not that helpful when people say, oh, it must be easy for you because you work for yourself or you don't have kids or or you're young or <laughs> you're, you're old and you're retired or whatever. Like those excuses really don't matter because it's all a matter. It, it's all about priorities, really. Um, and life if you let it, we'll drag you in all sorts of corners, steal your energy, make it so you are mentally and physically exhausted. That's just kind of life. So you have to have your guard up and you have to, when you, one thing that really helps me, this is what I try to do every single morning, been doing this for years. I have, actually, yeah, this is today's. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it, it's chicken scratch, but you might be able to see most of this here. This is my little to-do list. And notice how I say little. Okay, so this is this. Let's see if I can do this. This is really awkward. <laughs> Everything's reversed. Okay, that's the size of my hand. This is the size of the notebook. Pretty tiny. These are the things that I promised myself to do today. I can read it to you if you'd like. But I write on this pretty much first thing in the morning. I'll, I'll make myself some coffee and I'll write down on this piece of paper what I want my day to be. And if you write it down yourself, there's something different about it. There's, there's something that happens where you're like, I meant to do this. Someone else didn't trick me into doing this. So I'm not wasting my time. It's like, I, so far, I can't read what I, what I scratched out. Okay. But, it, but it's simple. So over here, I, in the morning, I do um, Qigong exercises, which is like Tai Chi or, or yoga, like I mentioned, uh, in the sunshine. So that was one, then meditation after that, and sunshine. I knock those out kind of all in the morning at the same time. And then once I do, I scratch them out. It feels so good to scratch them out because it's yours. You feel like you accomplished something. And then I wrote down, okay, uh, this is an interview day, right? So I've already done two interviews. I'm in between. Got another one coming up in a few minutes. And then I'm talking to Sean T later on to have him back on the show to talk about twin twin sanity he adopted um with his hus husband scott adorable little twins uh so it's gonna be even though it's the same person coming back to the show we're gonna be talking completely differently because before we were talking about starring on abc television health competition shows and now it's going to be about real life family stuff so i can't wait to talk to him about that so that's on there i already talked about the the two interviews that are on here so actually i can scratch those out if i wanted to uh, but before that showering shaving set up studio uh finished writing all the stuff i need to prepare for the interviews because <laughs> i know a lot of people don't do this but before i have someone 
on my show, I read their book. I, I put a lot of time and effort into trying to consider where they're coming from, what they might have to contribute contribute to you folks who are listening on the other end. And so, uh, yeah, that was a part of what I did this morning. And then as the day goes on, so interviewed Gary Collins, interviewed Mike. Now I'm doing the live stream. There was a question mark. This is a bonus live stream, everybody. <laughs> it just kind of happened. But um, after that, I have another interview over in Australia. Then I interview Sean T. After that, I have a little, this, is, this goes along with the AMP questions. I have uh, a little bonus box here for programming my Fender AMP. And because uh, it's, it's a tube AMP, but it's also got some... Um, Abilities to add effects and things like that. So I want to make sure they're just right for me for the silly videos I'll be releasing soon. And uh, I put down play guitar, play piano, and play djembe. Even if it's for two to five minutes, I can scratch this puppy off of there. I just know that I want to do it. And how many little hobbies do you have where it's like, oh, man, I really wish I'd been doing this thing every day. But like as the days come and go, you don't think of the thing at the right time. So you never do it, whether it's exercising, playing an instrument, drawing, whatever, you know, floats your boat. So take get a piece of paper, hopefully a, a little notebook like this. This is what it looks like when it's blank. And uh, these cause nothing. I've, I've got them all over the place. I've got another one right here, um, you know, that I write down lyrics on sometimes. Uh, I'll just make little notes, but it's really important to have one thing, one little notebook that you treat differently, that you treat like it's going to be the truth. You know, every day we're able to do technically whatever we want to do. If you if you don't think about all the responsibilities that we may or may not have, um, but ideally every day you can make you have 100 percent free agency in anything you do. And so it's important to do the right things. Um, or at least try the things that you think you might like, because sometimes you're wrong. You don't like it. And it's like, glad I crossed that one off. Don't need to write it down again. Um, but other times, I mean, right now I'm doing my best to kind of chill out and relax again, playing music. I'm not recording music right now. Um, contrary to popular belief, because some of my, you know, some of the performances are really over the top and playing multiple instruments and looping them being really silly. But most of the time, I really enjoy meditative type music, whether I'm playing piano, guitar, drumming, singing. Those things for me are more like a therapy and a meditation. And uh, in between interviews, that's why I'm not like going crazy is because I'm going over here and, and playing my piano or I'm banging on a drum or playing guitar. And it's just amazing how much that stuff helps. Gabe, uh, Gabrielle asks, how do you feel about extended fasts? I guess that depends on your definition of, of extended. But for me, aside from the uh, heavy cream in my coffee, I am, and a few, you know, small supplements, I'm fasting today. I generally fast until 3 p.m., sometimes even later than that. Sometimes not, but usually around there. So it's um, somewhere around a 16-8 fast, sometimes like a 24. It really doesn't matter how exact it is. Um, it, it more matters what you're doing over time. But some of the extended fasts would be like three-plus days or a week or 10 days of only water. And to be perfectly honest, I've never done more than, I think, 48 hours. Maybe I didn't even do that um, for the full 48. But uh, extended fasts. I know it has helped some people. Some people really like it. Um, I think it was Dr. Perlmutter was on my show a few, yeah, a few months ago, maybe even longer than that. Uh, and he said that he was doing more like three-day fasts, at least at the time, uh, water fasts, I believe. And, you know, what I don't want is people to equate not eating or fasting with pain and hunger. And I worry, you know, there are different ways of thinking about it. But, like, for some people, including me, once you get past this, like, threshold, it starts to hurt. <laughs> it starts to not be cool anymore. You start to feel less than energetic. And my understanding is if you if you push through and you keep fasting, then that might go away and you not might you might not be hungry. So I would encourage almost anyone to 
um, experiment with that. See how, see how you feel, you know, um, if you want to do an extended fast, then as long as you're being good to yourself and you promise that you're going to drink enough water and you promise that you're going to, um, when you come back from the fast, eat well, not eat horribly. <laughs> Cause some people do that. They fast for a long time and they eat horribly. You don't want that. You really, really don't. Um, so anyway, I, I'm much more of, of I, I take a more moderate way of thinking through fasting and, and lifestyle things for the most part. I think a dab will do you. I think you, you kind of want to start slow. But at the same time, at the same time, you want to be able to push it maybe a little bit too far so that you can know that that's too far. You don't want to go there. You want to come back to the sweet spot again. And so for me, the sweet spot is like the 16-8 fast and also giving myself the freedom to if if we're you know for example on vacation with other people we're about to go on a big hike or something like that and it's the morning time they're making up a big breakfast with scrambled eggs bacon and uh, other delicious things then i'm going to have the scrambled eggs and bacon in the morning and maybe might not eat that much later in the day or maybe i will eat a lot because we're going on a big hike but you have to give yourself the freedom to eat intuitively. That's what it's all about. It's not about this um, this wonderful place that you arrive at when you when you figure out the perfect amount of time to fast. Fasting is not the answer. Eating vegetables is not the answer. Um, exercising all the time is not the answer. None of these are the answer. There are a ton of tiny little answers that you need to balance over time. And it's always going to be a moving target because time is going by, the world is changing, we're all aging, you know, our life circumstances change. So you need to be really patient with yourself and, uh, and gentle with yourself. So more is not always better. Keep that in mind. Uh, really important. All right. What else do we got? <laughs> Richard Lewis says, uh, Hey Abel, thanks for all your dedication and truth. Love your work. When will we get a new album? So yeah, swamp thing. The album I did with, uh, with Denny Hemmingson and some of the guys from the Tim McGraw band. That was in 2015. So that's like three years ago. Um, I guess some of you might not know that starting a couple of months ago, I've been releasing a new uh, music video every day and will be for the next year. So hopefully out of those videos, I can pick the ones that actually uh, weren't completely worthless songs and uh, and then put those together into some sort of album, but also secretly, I have, man, 100, 200 songs recorded from all the way back when I was like 14 or 15 years old. I just found some of this old footage that I was able to um, uh, convert to digital and, and put it up. So I if, I if I wanted to, and I've considered this, I might be able to release like a good half dozen albums of, of past work. Um, but I'll definitely be releasing some new ones as well. Now, as far as like making an album goes, it depends on how intense I want it to be because going into the studio with a bunch of people and all the post-production can be a lot, but recording live music, I'm, I'm an improv performer anyway. That's kind of like what I love to do. And even when we're in the studio, that's what I'm doing. It's, it's a, I usually don't do more than a, a take or two or three tops really, but usually it's, it's like one or two takes. And uh, I really like that way of creating things because I always surprise myself. And you can't be perfect, but uh, <laughs> but if I'm in the studio or if I'm doing post production, then I will try to be perfect, and it'll take forever, and I'll drive myself nuts. But if I'm just like on stage in front of a bunch of people or live streaming or recording, then I can I can almost like relax into it and um, feel more comfortable in all the mistakes that I'm making, which may or may not be that audible. I'm always surprised by like. People who are listening, they're like, I'm like, oh, how did that show go? I felt like it was awful. And they're just like, no, what are you talking about? Was, I didn't even notice that you were screwing up the whole time. I'm like, trust me, I was screwing up the whole time. <laughs> but uh, that's all That's all part of the fun. You know, we all need our bit of humble pie. And honestly, that's how you grow, whether it's as a performer, musician, or as a person. <clears throat> oh, this is a great question. Uh, Gabrielle asks, how long on keto is too long? That all depends on your definition of keto, which is super messed up these days. So <laughs> paleo was not the perfect word or the perfect you know, name for a movement. 
ancestral health would have been better. But anyway, paleo has been pushed way to the side and keto is back, which is basically this, this thing that sounds cooler than Atkins, but the way that people are doing it is the same way. It's like, might as well just go to McDonald's and order a bunch of hamburgers without the bones and eat those because that's so keto and so great for you. And you're going to have a brain that works really well and your whole body is going to be upgraded, but that is not at all how it works. Um, I, <laughs> Allison and, and myself, we probably get some weeks, we get three to six various samples of new keto products and there'll be protein powders, fat bombs, coffee bombs, all these fatty things that are supposed to make your brain work better. It's supposed to make you skinny and it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. What is keto? Ketosis is a different thing than like slapping keto on a label of whatever, you know, coconut oil, um, butter, whatever fat it is. It's just fat. It's, it's extremely, um, it makes a lot of money for a lot of people, but keto is something that we're all ketosis. I should say we're all born in ketosis. If you fat for an extended period of time, you're going to be in ketosis for me. I do not, I tried this years ago. I tried peeing on sticks to see what my ketones were like. And you know what? It wasn't that insightful ever. Um, it was a pain to keep track of all that stuff. But I figured, you know, with all the rage about it and all the people who are super obsessed with keto, it begs the question, like, what is keto and what is everyone doing? Because mo now keto is being replaced by the carnivore diet, which sounds a lot like Atkins gone wrong. In the original Atkins book, I read this long before I wrote my book, he said, eat vegetables. You know, the dude was a doctor. Um, and a lot of times when these things come out, uh, you know, saying that that carbs are bad and fat is good, it's, it's just really not that simple. What we're all after, what we should be after is balance. So how long on keto is too long is if you're if you're not feeling good, it's too long. You're not doing it right. Um, and it's not about being keto. Like I don't consider myself keto at all, which is a weird thing for fat burning man to say, <laughs> I guess. But keto is not the answer. Keto is ketosis is something that your body enters from time to time. Uh, being fat adapted, I, I prefer those words. You know, being able to go for several several hours without being hangry. That's a that's a benefit. That is something that I think everyone should experience. But being keto and eating nothing but blocks of cream cheese um, and, and butter and bacon and meat all the time is, I, I consider that a horrible idea. I'll, I'll entertain people, you know, like I've had some people on the podcast recently who are, you know, doing the carnivore diet thing. And it's like, good on you trying things out but i hope you don't stay there you know i hope that this is this is a place that you can experiment with to see how your body does in the same way that i was vegan for a while i was a vegetarian for a while i've tried tons of things most of them did not work what works is is really um honing your common sense um and keto has nothing to do with that so I didn't mean to like make that a huge rant, but there's just so much misinformation out there right now. You know, like anyone, any, any of you folks who are following me on Facebook might not know that like people by my name, Abel James on Google, on Facebook, on pretty much all the platforms so that they can advertise to you because it's like public knowledge on these platforms who likes who. And so they can buy you to advertise to, to sell you all these keto things, because if you like fat burning man, then you're going to like keto. I don't like that one, but I really, really don't like that. I wish that our names couldn't be bought and sold. It's like, I'm not making money from that. Not that I would even want to, but like, you shouldn't be able to sell my name and, and sell the people who are like you folks who are following me, like going after the truth. So anyway, I could, I could rant about that for a while too. I'm, I'm sure I will. Okay. This is a good question about beer from Jay. Hi, Abel. I have a question about beer. I have been on the wild diet for two years now. I love it. But is beer okay to drink within the wild diet? Well, <laughs> I really never intended for people to say I'm following the wild diet. It's more like 
the wild diet was the name of the book. And uh, it's making fun of the word diet at the same time as it's honoring its original definition, which is supposed to mean what an animal or a human habitually eats. So anyway, I like beer too. There are a lot of beers that make me feel terrible though. Even when I'm drinking them sometimes, like I'll get it. I'm, I don't really get headaches, but I might get a mild one when I have the wrong alcoholic beverage and I might get it the next day too. Um, so the heavier stouts, the really sugary beers, unless it's a little sip here and there, I try to stay away from it. There, um, I go in spurts. Right now, I'm not really drinking, but last week I was, and the week before that I was, and when I go on vacation, a lot of times I do. And the beers that I like to drink, th the good news is that there are a lot more now than there used to be. And I haven't been able to find like a solid organic beer that's totally perfect or anything like that. But I have found, I really like um, Omission beer. If you've been able to uh, come across that, it's something that kind of like popped. I, I don't think I saw it before maybe two years ago, but now it's, you know, no matter where we travel, even some gas stations will have Omission. So Omission, um, part of their process, they make basically like regular kind of microbrewery style beer, but they take the gluten out as part of the process. And uh, so they've got a really pale, a pale, a lager, and uh, the ultimate light. And I like all of those. But if, um, if I'm drinking normally, it'll be like the lager or on the light side. And that's something where you're not getting that much alcohol, you're not getting that many carbs. And I can't remember what it is, the lights like five carbs or something like that. Um, but also it's not made by like Michelob or these gigantic um, breweries or, or um, gigantic companies. I, I tend to like the little guy, but I'm sure Omission was probably bought out. There are other ones like um, uh, there's some like seltzer wine coolers that are coming on in the past couple of years. And they're pretty good, you know, especially for day drinking or, or going out on a hike. There's one that's called Truly. Um I can't recall. White Claw, I think, is another one. And those those are basically like seltzer with just a little bit of booze in it. So it was like four or five percent. And uh, if you're only drinking one or that's that's the thing. It's like drinking one or two of those, you're out on a hike or it's the end of the day. Really cool. No problem. But if you're drink, if you're putting down a six pack or a 12 pack in a night, then that will definitely set you back. Like drinking more than a couple will set you back big time. So so the trick is if you want your health, I've learned as, as you grow older, it's instead of like trying to get as buzzed as possible off of a six pack or 12 pack like we used to do when we were younger and we were kids, it's more about like, um, can you enjoy your buzz from a beer or two and be cool with that? And if you can, and which, which takes a little bit of an adjustment in our crazy out of control society these days, but if you can do that, then you'll be fine. And uh, I wouldn't worry about the the beer or two at all. I wouldn't worry about if it's high quality wine as well. Dry Farm Wines, uh, Todd has been on the podcast before, but check them out. We uh, have been drinking Dry Farm Wines, which are natural wines, wild fermentation and that sort of thing without added nonsense. Been uh, having that on and off for years now and, and really enjoyed that. So, uh, Ooh, we got a question from Andy Miles. With fasting and more keto, it's easy to get brain dead, especially with mentally taxing work. Does timing factor into it? Absolutely. Yeah, you can uh, you can overfast, you can over keto, and they're almost the same thing. So, uh, yeah, if you notice you're brain dead, give yourself a snack. Give yourself a break. Give yourself a snack. Make sure you're drinking plenty of water. Uh, try not to over caffeinate. And, uh, and all of that. Amanda says, my husband and I were watching one of your videos of you just improv composing some stuff and you're pretty dang talented. Thanks, Amanda. Lots, lots more to come. Um, Gabrielle. Okay. So yeah, defining keto is less than 20 net grams of carbs. I, I could probably count the amount of days in my life that I've had fewer than 12 uh, than than 20 grams of net carbs. Like I could count those days and you have to ask yourself what why are you doing keto? Is it to feel better? Is it to lose weight? Is it to be healthy? Um 
I would love, if possible, for people to focus more on how can I feel better, truly. Not, not just like, how can I feel better for a second when I eat this Ben and Jerry's? No, like, how can I feel better right now, 10 minutes from now, 10 hours from now, 10 days from now, 10 years from now? What are the things that I can do to right this ship, to make sure that like I'm on the right path? And no matter what new name for a diet comes out, that won't help you. The things that will help you are the principles that are built into any diet that works. Um, and hopefully over the course of time, by trying keto, by trying too hard, <laughs> by fasting too long, you realize um, that more is not better that it's all about balance and that you have to treat yourself well and you have to give yourself permission to know more than your doctor or to know more than the internet about whatever it is you're eating or how you're living. You are the ultimate expert on your own body. No one else really can be. They can, they can be experts on little piece, pieces of it, but mostly you want to build your big old bag of tricks and then use those to navigate this wild and crazy world that tries to make us ill, fat, sick, tired, desperate, exhausted. Because whenever that happens, it's easier to sell you stuff and control you in some sort of capitalist society that we find ourselves in these days. Not that that's all bad, but it's really easy for um, <clears throat> meaningful and well thought out uh, ideas and concepts to be taken advantage of by marketers to give you the wrong idea about whatever could have started off as right. Does that make sense? Okay. Bobby says, and this will be the last one because I've got to go. I've read your wild diet book, subscribe to your cooking classes, and also studied things about ketosis according to uh, Thomas DeLauer. I prefer to follow a fasting schedule and eat wild. Some have said fast three to five days a week. Others say every day. What are your thoughts on fasting amount once reaching your desired weight and composition? Awesome question, Bobby. Once you've reached your desired weight and body composition, it's much more about your energy levels. And it's not always what you think, right? Like if I eat a big breakfast in the morning, say I have all those scrambled eggs and some bacon, maybe a bit of coffee, maybe some fruit or some greens or what have you. And then I just go and do my normal thing. I'm going to be ravenously hungry for the rest of the day. I'm going to have less energy than if I hadn't eaten that morning. Yet, if I then, after eating that breakfast, went on a 10-mile hike or something, I would feel great. I think it would have been perfect. So you kind of have to look at the physical activity in your own life. Look at um, what your body needs in terms of fuel. Think of Food, not as something that makes you fat, which I don't know, that can be kind of a, it's a double-edged sword. It can help you lose weight, but once you're there, it can make you insane. And, and some of the people who are the skinniest or in the best shape are in the worst mental shape. So you don't want to be there. Um, you want to be in balance. So it's all about eating for um, the amount of energy that you want to have. And the only way to really know how your body works in that regard is to give it a shot, you know. So for me, um, having a salad or a green smoothie or something light, or a lot of times I'll just nibble on um, on some raw veggies like carrots or cucumbers, celery. Um, sometimes I'll, I'll throw in a green apple there or something like that. That'll be the first thing that I eat. And it could be midday. More often, it's later in the day. And so you kind of like start slow and that doesn't make me sluggish. It's like, oh, good. Like I'm finally getting a little, I needed that, right? Like by the time three o'clock rolls around and it's about to, um, a lot of times I'll, I'll want to eat, but if you eat too much, it takes your energy away. So um, just to wrap this up on that great question, once you've reached your desired body composition and weight, then eat to make yourself feel good energy wise. Um, eat eat spiritually, eat um, in a communal way, eat with your friends, cook for your friends, right? Like if, if you're already there, then try to be a beacon for other people. Not like you're trying to convince them to be just like you, not at all, but just um, 
start to explore the other parts of this that can be really fun, like getting into cooking your own food now that you know what food you you like to eat or you need to eat every day. So if that makes sense, I hope it does, then, um, then that should wrap it up. This was, I didn't give any notice to anyone that I was going to do this quick little live stream, but in between interviews is pretty easy. And thankfully we have internet once again, so I'll be able to do this more often. So, uh, all right, I got to run to go do some interviews. I'll say hi to Sean T for all of you. And in the meantime, be well. And if you have any questions, then uh, please drop a line on social media, but even better yet, go to fatburningman.com. A lot of the questions are already answered. Just type in whatever to the search bar, something will pop up, whether it's an interview that I've done that have all of the write-ups, all the transcripts. Um, if you're looking for more of the silly music stuff and, uh, and later on, some of my creative writing and poetry and art and things like that, then check out abeljames.com. And if you wanna support us, then we just launched Wild Superfoods, um, at least in America, you can get that right now, hopefully internationally soon. But check out wildsuperfoods.com if you'd like to support us uh, and, and see that as well. All right, I got to run. Thank you all so much for joining me on this. And I look forward to doing a whole lot more. Thanks again for listening to Fat Burning Man. Don't forget, before you go, check out fatburningtribe.com. If you have a question for me that you want answered about how to improve your performance what to eat for dinner, how to drop fat quickly, how to improve your overall health or anything else. We answer all of your questions there. So quickly, you can get the first month for just $1 for a limited time. Check it out at fatburningtribe.com. All right, I'll see you there. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Fat Burning Man. If you liked it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, the podcast app, or wherever else you might be listening to or watching this show. Got a second? Please leave me a quick review on iTunes. I always love hearing from you. And if you think someone else might like and benefit from this free show, please take a second to share it with a friend or with a family member. You can get in touch with me on Twitter at FatBurnMan and Facebook by typing in Abel James or FatBurningMan. Drop me a line anytime. Did you know that I've recorded over 150 episodes of Fat Burning Man, winning four awards in independent media and hitting number one in more than eight countries? And here's some more good news. You can download and listen to every single episode for free. All you have to do is type in fatburningman.com. I'll give you a second to type it in, fatburningman.com. And you'll get all the show notes in video and audio versions for all the past episodes of Fat Burning Man. Better yet, enter your best email at fatburningman.com, sign up for my newsletter, and I'll even send you a quick start guide to start burning fat right now and a few of our ridiculously tasty recipes as a special thanks for signing up. Once again, just go to fatburningman.com right now, enter your best email to get your free fat burning download straight to your inbox and make sure that you never miss a show again. This is Abel James signing off. Thanks so much for listening and have a great week.